Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hi and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm David Harvey. I'm a Senior Investment Analyst at Wealth Within. This week I'm wanting to uh, talk to you about the regulating of the uh, financial markets. There's been quite a bit of talk, hasn't there, um, around the world about um, the need for further regulation of our financial markets. And uh, this is the time when politicians want to get themselves very intertwined in the uh, in the finance system because they know that they'll be able to sort things out where the uh, where the uh, the market hasn't been able to do so. I think that uh, there were similar thoughts after the 1930s depression, and uh, this, in fact, didn't bring about the result that the uh, politicians had thought that they'd be doing, but nonetheless that uh, I think that lessons are very sometimes very difficult to relearn and perhaps that this is what we're seeing uh, within our systems around the world at the moment. What we're seeing in America is that Obama is planning a major revamp of the US regulatory financial system and uh, what he's intending there is to introduce more regulation and more protection for consumers and consolidating the, the regulations and having strict capital requirements. And I think that you'll find that in, a, in Australia that uh, with ASIC, it's actually making similar moves at the moment to uh, launch a big awareness campaign to protect the retail investor. That's to protect us, you know, and uh, haven't they done a good job over the last uh, 10 years or so? And uh, what they're going to be doing is coming up with, with a, uh, I guess, with a, some sort of a, a slogan approach. And uh, what they're going to do is to actually help us invest between the flags. So they've come up with a campaign which, uh, whereby they've actually classified uh, investments into safe investments and unsafe investments. And the safe ones being bank like things like bank deposits, superannuation, blue chip shares, that sort of thing. And then what they've, they're categorising, and this is probably a little bit of a surprise in some ways, is that they've put margin lending into the, uh, into the unsafe area. But I suppose it really depends on where they're coming from and the degree of sophistication of the uh, of the retail investor, because I think that really that you don't the retail investor is not always necessarily completely unsophisticated, and if you have proper rules, then you can use things like margin lending, and provided that you bring in a bit of money management, that there is a place for those sorts of products. You know, say um, some the people who have come to uh, fall badly in the last little while have been those who have suddenly seen Timbercore or they've seen West Point, West Point or those sort of products and they've thought, well, gee, we can get uh, you know, 15% return, let's put all of our savings into that. And uh, that's really where the big mistake is because I think the, you know, the principle of diversity is that you need to put your money, or from money management anyway, is to put your money across different uh, categories. So you might actually only put invest at the absolute most say 10% of your investable capital in these high-risk ventures. But if you put, then uh, therefore you can put your money into those sort of things, and maybe in, you might find then that the, the profit on those, te that 10% might be in fact as much as you might get out of your really conservative investing. But they're, they're the sorts of things I think that ASIC could be better off making people aware of rather than um, just categorising them the way they are and then put people off what they're terming as being unsafe. It's only unsafe if you go about it in the wrong way. But nonetheless, that's probably a little bit of a distraction away from where I was, what I was wanting to talk to you about there for today. And that is that really, I think that over the last 10 years, that both the, 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 uh, the Federal Reserve and, uh, and ASIC have actually been in charge of regulating our financial system, haven't they? So where have they been? What, what, 
what have they been doing? Because uh, we have got to a point now where we've got a, a, a financial meltdown across the world. And, I, and I'd suggest that it's actually occurred on their watch. So what were they doing? And I think that in some ways that their policies have actually contributed to, say, the housing bubble around the world. Um, that's in the UK, US, and I think to an extent here in Australia. And that's really been down to uh, probably unwise money expansion, expansion of credit over the last, uh, particularly the last five years. Uh, we've then got this subprime where um, in, a, in the States, uh, where a great uh, philosophical idea has turned out into a commercial disaster, really, hasn't it? The whole idea there was to make sure that everyone could have a house. And uh, the banks were right in behind that because then that meant then that uh, they could get in there and loan as much money as possible. All the executives were able to take home huge bonuses and they weren't concerned about the, at that point, about the loans being able to be repaid. And I think that's a bit sad and really an indictment of our society as we, as we sit, or our capitalist system as it is. And of course, in all of that, there have been huge conflicts of interest that have come about, haven't there? Like with the uh, chief executives of some of these uh, funding organisations who have got themselves all caught up in wanting to go for the bonus rather than sort of looking after the interests of the company. And uh, I think that's uh, been pretty well documented. So really, when you cast it in those sort of light... We've got the 1930s where there was huge regulation that came into place. We've got the last 10 years where groups like ASIC and uh, the Federal Reserve have been in charge. And, and likewise in Britain, there have been regulatory authorities in, in charge of uh, their financial system. It seems to have all gone through to the keeper, doesn't it? That people really are driven by greed at, that, uh, at those times. And then when it comes to it, it seems that the taxpayer has really got to pick up the... Uh, pick up the baton, don't they? So what we're doing now is that uh, all of our good money that's been uh, put into our treasuries around the world are now being spent to actually bail out uh, some of these uh, investment banks and uh, funders who really perhaps ought to have just been let go. But then again, perhaps if they let them go, we'd be in a, in a worse position. And that's, that's, a, that's a separate argument, of course. But anyway, so what I'm really wanting to uh, uh, make my comment upon is that Perhaps that uh, there is a case for change in regulation, but I'd say that it, it really ought to be, I'd suggest that it, uh, they'd be better off focusing on trying to improve what's there rather than trying to overlay the whole with a completely new set of rules. Because if you introduce a new set of rules, then of course you can't help but uh, introduce something that's going to be a problem down the track. So I think there's probably a case for better regulation than more regulation. And uh, I just wanted to leave those thoughts with you today. And I hope you have a great week. This is David Harvey signing off from Talking Wealth and I look forward to catching you next time. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 SHARE TRADE.